Hi, Amanda. How are you doing? What's up? I'm just chilling. Oh, I thought I got you. I thought I had finally kicked the habit. I felt, I felt like we were so close, and I got you to stop saying it. And you well, I guess I'm not up. chilling anymore. I guess I'm not chilling anymore because I'm back to work. But whatever. Uh, that's all right. That's good. It's good. I got we today off, though, so. Nice. I like it. So, so today I'm excited. Um, I've been working on getting this guest for a little while. He is a faculty member in our psych department. He's actually a, a good friend of mine also. I can't wait to introduce you. But Dr. Travis Paschik is going to join us here in a little bit. And I really, I wanted to bring Dr. Paschik in because he's been talking a lot about just with everything that's going on, uh, the pandemic, um, um, all of the social issues that are happening out there right now, he has kind of been like the front runner on campus and in, in helping students kind of just talk through some of these things and understand and, you know, for prospective students, I think it's great because I want them to see and learn from an expert. I'm not an expert. You obviously are not an expert. Right, Carol Baskin? No. <laughs> <laughs> right. So so we wanted to bring in an expert in, in for where Dr. Paschik, what I think is going to be really cool is I wanted to talk to him just kind of about what the expectations are at university level thinking and just to really give a taste for students who have been in high school. You understand what it's like being a college student, but for students that have been in high school for a while, what it's like to be there at, at the university level and see um, kind of what what's just asked of you and how it goes. So I'm going to ask him to see if we can get him on here. He should be joining us pretty shortly, but uh, I'll inter make sure I, I introduce you too so that you can get a chance to meet him and we'll see how it's all going on. I know that uh, he's got some coworkers like me too. So, hey, there he is. Hey folks, how's it going? Hey, so Amanda, this is Dr. Travis Paschik. Travis, this Hello. is Amanda. Hey Amanda, nice to meet you. Nice to meet so, you. So I was explaining a little bit to Amanda kind of about some of the conversations you and I have had in the past about just college and and um, the, the thought process that goes into some of the work and just kind of you and I, are, we have our Zen moments, our philosophy moments and, and, and yeah. talk where we can uh, go to that. But I think Amanda um, is going to start us off here. She's going to ask you a little bit about yourself and just kind of figure out who you are. Sure. I mean, yeah, just introduce yourself, I guess. <laughs> okay, perfect. Um, like I said, uh, my name is Travis Paschik. Um, I'm a clinical psychologist, and I teach in the Department of Psychology here at SVSU. Um, I also happen to be the department chair, and I'm also a, a licensed psychologist. So uh, I have a part-time role off campus where I do therapy and counseling services. That's cool. So and you know, now you see why I'm always calling him, right? <laughs> like, it's okay. It's good. It's really good. Go ahead, Amanda. I'm sorry I jumped in. So, Jim, is how did you end up at SVSU, and like, what made you choose SVSU? Yeah. Um, so the the short answer is that I ended up at SVSU because I love teaching. But I'll, I'll give you a little more detail than that. Um, initially, going back a long time, I just always wanted to be a therapist. Like, as a I don't know, eighth grader, ninth grader, tenth grader, that was my long term job goal. Um, went to University of Michigan for undergrad. I went to St. Louis University out in St. Louis, Missouri for my PhD. Um, and kind of along that journey, everyone kept saying, if you really want to 
go be in this profession, you got to learn about research, you got to learn about the science of mental health. It's not just being able to talk about feelings, it's you have to learn about, you know, all the, the theory and everything that's behind all of it. And I kind of said, okay, I guess sort of took the fake it till you make it approach and took some research classes, took some stats, helped out in the lab, um, ended up really liking it and really felt compelled to keep that a part of my career. So as I was finishing up grad school, um, I was looking for available positions. I was interested in trying to get closer to home. And there happened to be an opening at SVSU for teaching clinical psych oriented classes. Um, and I was kind of shocked. I mean, it was a, a perfect fit uh, for what I've been training for and what I was hoping to do. So um, it's really, uh, I, I feel really fortunate to be here and it feels like a perfect fit. I mean, I get to teach psychology and, and teach science kind of broadly speaking. I get to do a little bit of therapy and I get to teach students how to work toward careers where they would be doing therapy. So it's kind of like a little bit of everything. That's cool. That's really cool. I love the teaching aspect. You know, a lot of things, a lot of times students ask me about faculty and kind of why they're at different institutions and the fact that you love the teaching part and get a chance to uh, do that while still taking part in the science, I think is, you're right, it's the, it's the right fit. So speaking of teaching, I want to know how is what you're teaching in class uh, now for your students, specifically maybe some of these freshman classes that I'm always interested in. How yeah. how are how was what you're teaching in those? Uh, how is that relevant to what's happening for students today? Sure, um, I kind of have a lot of answers to that, but I'll I'll try and break it up into a, a few key things. Um, one is I think the sort of classes that especially freshmen are going to be taking. Um, I know people like to complain about the general education courses, you know, the gen eds that we abbreviate it as, um, you know, if I'm going to school because I want to be like a music teacher, why do I have to take philosophy? Or if I'm going to school because I want to be an engineer, why do I have to take psychology, right? Um, or if I'm going to school to be a PTW major and go to law school, why do, I'm, I'm sorry, Amanda, I was just trying to help you out. Yeah, I had okay. to take both of those classes. <laughs> Didn't do too well either. Well, here you go. Here's why. Sorry, so I, I, I think in, in it's reasonable, right? It makes sense that people are maybe like skeptical about that. Um, but I, I think the analogy I like to use is uh, if you were to ask your past self, right? Like if you were to talk to you as an eighth grader, right? That eighth grader might kind of think, yeah, I'm, I'm set for life. I've got my friends, my interests, my hobbies, the stuff I like to do, the way I like to seek entertainment. I've got the, you know, the way I see the world and that's good enough, I'm fine, right? But then if you flash forward to like the you that is a junior or a senior in high school, you've probably grown and changed and transformed a lot in those four years, right? The university experience is an attempt to, you know, even further open you up, uh, get you to see the world in new ways. Um, so even if you have some sort of specific career pathway in mind, you're probably going to be shocked at all the different ways that you can make an impact in that area. Um, like for people that think, oh, I'm interested in health, like becoming a physician, go and get your MD is not the only way to do that, right? You can work for insurance companies, you can be a lobbyist, you can work on the political end of what healthcare is. There's just a ton of ways that you can have a positive impact in the realm of health. Um, so anyways, I, to try and I guess put that shorter, I would say um, 
the university experience is important and the, the freshman level classes are important because you don't know yet what you don't know yet, right? You're probably going to find some of that stuff really eye-opening and compelling and you're going to have light bulbs go off that you wouldn't have anticipated. Yeah, a lot of the philosophy stuff is in my LSAT book that I've been trying to work on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's and, that is rough. That's yeah. <laughs> and how is how is like data um, important to like what happens in the classroom? Sure. Um, I, I guess I was sort of alluding to earlier that psychology isn't just this sort of touchy feely kind of field, right? It's, it's also a science. And so data is what makes it a science for us. It's one thing to say, oh, I think people do X, Y, and Z because of blah, blah. Um, but being able to back it up with evidence of some kind is crucial. Um, and, and I guess to tie that to what you were asking about how it's all relevant to what's going on today, I mean, we're, we're living in the midst of a global pandemic, right? It's not just medical. It's not just that we need medical treatments for it. It's that we need people to comply with the advice that the CDC is giving, right? So how do we get human beings to behave in certain ways, to, to socially distance, to wash their hands, to wear a mask, right? All of that is psychology. And we need to have evidence for the ways to communicate about those things so that people will follow them and it'll preserve you know, us as a society. Um, not to get too heavy, I mean, the pandemic is obviously a big deal. We had the flooding in Midland and it's like, how do we get people to step up and volunteer? That's a whole psychology in and of itself, right? To study uh, service mindedness and philanthropy and like, how do we get people involved in issues that may not directly impact them? Right. Um, also, recent events, I mean, we're seeing this resurgence of interest in racism and being anti-racist. And how do we make a positive impact on communities of color? That's psychology, too, right? Trying to understand the biases that we have, how to work against them, how to educate people so that we can work toward a more just society. I think all of that is relevant and all of that relies directly upon us collecting data and showing the specific ways that certain things are related to other things and how we can, you know, predict certain outcomes. Um, we can't do that without all of the numbers and the statistics. So I, I know my psych students are surprised sometimes that they have to take stats, but it's like, guys, we, we can't do any of this without the math. Mm -hmm. I think it's, I, you know, that that's a great point because I can remember very specifically, and I, I, I remember finishing my freshman level uh, I, I did a calculus course freshman year and I was like, mm. got done. I was like, yes, I am done with math. And I remember <laughs> physically like sitting there and thinking, I am done with math here. Uh, I, I don't have to ever take another math class again. This is a big excitement. And here it is uh, a lot later, we'll say <laughs> 16, 17 years later. And um, this summer I've already taken two abbreviated math courses on Khan Academy because I'm working on some projects in admission that require some different statistical methods that I just need to brush up on. And yeah, I, I think it's that, you know, that thought of making sure that you follow through with all the different areas and all the different topics. And part of that, you, you harken back to the general education, you know, getting to see all of that, that all comes back into being a critical thinker in the end and being, uh, if I can call myself professional, 
somewhat professional in making sure that I'm going to do the best job that I can possible. I do have one answer for you, though. You asked, you know, trying, you studying psychology to, to get people to kind of comply with some of these CDU. Amanda and I are doing our part because we sign off every podcast with, do you want to tell them, Amanda? Go ahead. Wash your hands. <laughs> Wash your hands. Nice. So we're, we're helping out. So yeah. I want to get no, back in. I mean, it's pretty amazing the, the ways that you just, you wouldn't expect that your, you know, your general education sort of classes become relevant in life. I, I've got young kids and I was building a ramp for a playset this summer. And it's like, I literally had to get on Google and remind myself how to do trig, like to get all the measurements right so that I wasn't purchasing too much or too little from Home Depot. Like it took some work, but thankfully I had been taught that subject before and I just kind of needed a brush up. Um, you know, managing your own personal finances, right? Like making decisions about the advertisements that you see on a daily basis and being a critical thinker about, you know, when that commercial says I should buy this product because then I'm going to look amazing and I'm going to have a six pack within two weeks or whatever, you know, just train yourself to <laughs> no, <laughs> ask okay. for the evidence. And um, yeah. the university experience really helps people grow in their ability to do that and to be an independent critical thinker. I see that a lot with, you know, we talk about social media and it's always a big political topic talking about fake news and these social media posts and the meme generation. You know, I know in higher ed, we talk a lot about the meme generation of people coming up and that's how they expect to get their data. But you're right. Being able to sit and take a look at all of the evidence at hand is it's going to be really important for just anybody's future. Yeah. And, and okay. that's not to say that memes aren't amazing right because that's a pretty sizable portion of my day <laughs> yes same. uh but data too yes data <laughs> i think i i think i i need to talk to you later i think we can create some amazing higher ed memes you and i but uh we'll, we'll talk about that that's that's a different different topic different day that's okay. okay so let's get back to some of the the students that we're talking to um prospective students who are you know getting ready to finish i'm talking specifically about high school seniors and juniors right now um, i'm getting a lot of questions from parents in high school with everything that's going on the the pandemic um just not knowing exactly what the future, uh, the near future is going to look like. I know at SVSU, we have our NEST program in place um, mm -hmm. where if students are really interested and want to see how we're planning to reintegrate our classrooms and get students back on campus, uh, we're putting that all over our website. But I, I still get the question all the time of, you know, maybe I could just take a gap year. There's this kind of recent trend of, ah, oh, I'm just finishing high school. I want to take a gap year before I start any type of university experience. I know your suggestion is not to already. I'm just going to assume that because you and I have talked about this a lot. But can yeah. you explain for my students, though, why you think that's not a great idea? Yeah, I, I mean, so I think the decision is a personal one, right? And I, I think reasonable people could have uh, different conclusions that they come to. But I, I think the, the stance that I would take is, again, I'm going to refer back to this analogy of like, if you could ask yourself back in eighth grade, hey, what do you think about taking a year off before high school just to relax? Yeah, probably would sound pretty good in that moment. But in 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade, would you then regret that you weren't continuing to build your skill sets you know, to practice your the sport that you love, maybe the musical instrument that you play or keep touch with the network of friends that you're developing. Um, 
I don't really think there would be a huge benefit to, to that time off. Um, and I think that people often will propose a gap year with some kind of goal in mind, right? They might say like, well, I want to focus on saving up some money or I want to focus on doing some like charity work or something. And to that, I would say, awesome. Those are great goals. You can do that while also working on your college education, right? You can be taking classes either full-time or part-time and still be an active member of your community, still be working. Right. Most SVSU students are juggling some amount of both of those things at any given time. Yeah, definitely. I love the analogy. Sometimes, you know, I always think of the brain as a muscle. Right. Yeah. And and coming from my psychology expert here, you're my go to guy. I'm just I'm just putting it out there. If you don't use it, you lose it sometimes. And I, I feel like being in practice and in in keeping in that that you know back to me with the the math question and you having to look up trick i love the idea of dr <laughs> travis Pashik, the stats guy the guy i go to for all of my my information getting on google to look up basic trig right i, mean, I couldn't remember if it was sine or cosine i had to check you know <laughs> <laughs> exactly so so in that in that field you know treating the brain like a muscle and staying active you know i think for most students that's good I think you're right, though, also. There might be some students out there where the gap year makes makes sense. You know, they might have a personal issue or something that's coming on. But Yeah, and I don't want this time off as, as critical for someone that might choose that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and I don't think we, we would be. But I think for most people, though, it's too. It's just if you, if you put it in that perspective that the brain is a muscle, that we have to exercise it, and that, like you said, you're going to continue to develop, you don't want to put that development on hold. Or anything if anything you're trying to accelerate it yeah yeah i mean you're when you're considering pursuing a university education you're not just buying a service right it's not like you are having your house remodeled in some way or you're buying like piano lessons where there's this like really specific outcome right you are immersing yourself in an experience where you don't know what you will look like think like act like and behave like at the end because you want that right because you want yourself to grow and change throughout it um so delaying that i don't know it's it just seems like why would you put off your future mm -hmm. I think to some extent too, and correct me if you're wrong, if I'm wrong, and and you think differently. And Amanda, I want you to chime in here too, because we just got done talking with Nicole. Nicole Horn was a very successful transfer student, but Nicole had a very specific plan going from community college to university. I talk to a lot of students who are saying, "Well, I don't really, I don't really know, right? I don't know what I want to be in four years. I don't want." So they say, "Well." Why don't I just do the universe or the community college experience and try to save money, and then I'll find my way to a university eventually as well? Do you have any thoughts about that and what you think would be the best route? I, I do. Did you want Amanda to go first, or I I missed your prompt there? No. Uh, let's let's let let's uh, let's have Amanda go, and then oh. I want to hear your. I want to. I want you to rebut Amanda. No, I want you to to let Amanda know what she said wrong. I mean. No, just let us know what you think. Go ahead. Amanda. Okay, I'm sorry. from like from my experience, I just wanted to get out of my house, just to get away, you know. And that was probably one of the best things I could have done, because if I didn't, I wouldn't be where I am right now. I'd probably still be. I probably wouldn't even be in college right now. So, and I know that's the same for other students and some people who have gone to community college just end up 
not liking it so much because there are some teachers that just aren't as adequate as university level sometimes not all the time it's just sure. it's occasionally it just depends on the teacher you know but like my brother had that experience he just school wasn't for him yeah travis what do you think i i think students go into it with a pretty reasonable mindset of oh well i can do the first year two year or two at a cheaper institution and then transfer to a four-year college university um I think for many of them, they don't end up saving money because maybe some credits get bounced around in the transfer process. Maybe their plans change a bit partway through, whether it's the third or fourth semester, they're changing their major. Um, and, and just the, the feel of you know commuting or, or whatever to community college. Um, it, you're not quite getting that traction, right, of, of starting with the university experience, having a cohort, right? So having this other set of peers that are all working through the same topic areas that you are, I think can be really supportive. And I think there's a lot of um, not so obvious factors about being at university that kind of wrap it up into a package and support you on your way through um, that are just sort of hard to quantify. Um, yeah. Specific to SVSU, we also have the most affordable tuition rates in the state of Michigan for any public school, mm -hmm. uh, such that there's a number of community colleges that are pricier than us, right? So, I mean, I, I do really think it makes sense to just kind of dive in. And another yeah. thing, too, you like, I was pretty independent in high school, but now that I'm away, like, I've, I've had to learn independence and, like, pay my bills and stuff and have, like, yeah. not spend all my money everywhere, you know? We're still working on that with you. It's still okay. working on that, but it's okay. <laughs> it's, right. it's good. It's, it's you know, I, I think you're both very right. And in, in I, in my profession, I have an ethical obligation to sit down with every student. And we take this really seriously at SVSU to sit down with every student who has this question and talk about them because I think it is a personal choice. Nicole is the perfect example from our previous. She had everything laid out and planned so that she was all along the way she even mentioned she had a couple of classes that didn't transfer because she originally was thinking business and now she's more ptw and and that sort of thing but but she had a plan put in place and it ended up working for her most students i think don't realize though when they do that if they're coming in undecided the school that they go to is is really going to help determine that so they tend to somewhat limit their options sometimes by staying at a community college. Again, not that a community college isn't a great uh, chance for a lot of students to get, but if it's that bachelor's degree you're seeking, right, the, the quickest, back to math, the, quick, the quickest way to your answer is a straight line between two points, right? So, so you know, it is difficult. And on the finance side, you're right, Dr. Pashik, uh, you know, we work really hard with our students in financial aid, and especially a lot of our local students will find it that if they are going to get their bachelor's degree, let me quantify that. So if they're going to get, it is less expensive to come to SVSU for four years than to try to transfer just because the amount of uh, need-based financial aid that is yeah. available at the beginning. So now not every student that's true, and that's why it's important to talk to people like me. I can't put out that blanket statement. So yeah. I think it's I think I think you're both right on there. I hate to admit it, Amanda, even you. <laughs> I mean, I think another idea that kind of ties into this is is again like you're, you're not 
you're not just purchasing the diploma, right? Yes. If that's all it was, then I suppose it would really just be a question of like, well, where can I get that piece of paper for the least amount of money, right? But you are immersing yourself. You are engaging in a process of learning and change. And so what I try to tell my students is like, don't think of this as just you're trying to get to where you have a title. Uh, try to think of it as like, what problem do you see in the world that you want to try to fix? Yeah. Right. So it's not just I want to be an engineer. Think about what is the issue that you care about? Like maybe you care about the environment. Um, being a, you know, a chemist or a, you know, an engineer of some kind isn't the only way to affect change in how we create products, recycle products, handle our own consumption and how we handle the world that we live in. Right. There's a number of different related careers that could all have a role in that. And kind of diving into the university experience, digging into your general education classes with an open mind is going to help you see the different options that are in front of you and maybe even create new options, right? We're in this sort of wild era of everything is increasingly technological and there are new careers starting every few years in these different areas where there, there just don't exist specific plans for them yet because we don't know that they're going to be there in five years, right? So you kind of have to train yourself to be this open, critical thinker who's good with data, good with decision making, good with people, and it can help you fit in a number of different places. That's awesome. Very awesome. Train your brain. I remember you, That's you said that once. That's a way of saying it. I, I <laughs> suffer from wordiness. <laughs> no, no, I love it. It was very helpful. So I think it's time. Uh, speaking of training your brain, it's time for Nick's irreverent question of the day. Oh man. Okay. There's Let's the bat, there's a little budget side. Um, speaking of training your brain, Amanda, you don't know this, but Dr. Pashik and I, we met when he first started SVSU. Um, let me ask him, do you remember how we met? Where did we always see each other? The locker room. There you go. The so <laughs> we, tra Travis and I are early risers. And what I mean by that is, uh, especially before kids, we would get up early and go and work out in the Rider Center every morning before work. And we'd always see each other. This is where these talks started happening. It's one of my favorite parts of, uh, I was going to say working out, but, you know, I'm there to actually work out. No, but it's one of my favorite parts about being in, in at a university is you get to meet new people who have these ideas and you can have these conversations even in a locker room uh, after working out. So my irreverent question of the day is I've been sitting in quarantine. I've been really good. I've been watching my intake. Uh, I have not lost weight, but I have not gained weight in quarantine. So I'm, I'm excited about that, but you have always been my fitness guru and we've talked about all different types. That's I want to well, know okay. <laughs> my, my irreverent question is what are you doing to stay in shape during the pandemic and don't say chasing around those kids. Okay, fair. Um, I, I, I'm, it, I have not been perfect, but I have been trying to keep the like boot camp mentality alive. Um, mm -hmm. I set my alarm. I try and get up and exercise before the kids are awake. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually, I joined a, uh, a buddy of mine from back in high school, started this socially distant running club thing on Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, and the rules are basically you, you run and you take a selfie and you say, hey, good job of everyone, right? So it, nice. it's just kind of nice. The, the accountability has been weirdly effective. And like, I, I know from a psychological standpoint that that's how exercise works. You just, 
you do better in groups, right? It's the social facilitation principle. We work harder when there's other people around. Um, and even though it's on Facebook, it is really helpful. So I've gotten into running. I try and do a few miles at least once a week. I have a couple of dumbbells at home and I, I lift some weights in the mornings. It's, so you're it's keeping at it? I'm, I'm trying to keep at it. It's honestly, you know, I'm a psychology professor. I'm not going to become some like Olympian or world-class weightlifter or whatever. I, I'm not going to be a swimsuit model and that's perfectly fine. I'm good with my body. I'm just trying to keep it like functional. It's more for the mental health benefits. Like I'm yeah. in a good mood most of the day if I started it right and like ate a decent breakfast and got some exercise in, you know, it just makes me feel like a more stable human. On the days when I sleep in, I tell myself, oh yeah, sleeping in feels really good. This is going to be worth it. And then I feel cruddy later. Mm -hmm. it's, it's weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, it's, that <laughs> one of these days i'm going to get you to to come out and uh join our rucking group sometime i think you would it's the it's the running like you said keeping people uh uh, uh what's the word you used um uh, the accountability accountability of yes yeah like yeah. they notice when you're missing yeah exactly uh we started a rucking group uh joining a rucking group out in bay city and have enjoyed rucking amanda i should qualify it because i say it and people look at me funny it is uh we wear heavy weighted backpacks and we hike for three to ten miles sometimes longer just depending on yeah no, see she's already like <laughs> but it's better for a guy my size it's better than running because i hate running but i'll pass okay. on the lyme disease okay <laughs> oh i love it nice well Dr. Pashik, thank you for your time. This was really helpful. And uh, um, those freshman classes uh, definitely will en enjoy our discussion. So take care of those kids and the wife of yours and uh, enjoy a little bit more time. And hopefully I get to see you really, really soon in the future. Yeah, hopefully soon. We'll do. Thanks for having me. And, and I hope that I get to see many of the people viewing this in the coming months. Take care. Thank you so much. Take care. Wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs> see, I told I told you. You were gonna like him, right? Was that a good? Was nice that helpful? What, what, what did you learn, Amanda? Let me let me kind of pick your brain a little bit in this. That um, those freshman classes are a lot more important than you may think. Because <laughs> yeah. I definitely, I didn't do as well as I wanted to do in a philosophy class that I had my freshman year, and maybe I'll retake it now because <laughs> I want to do better. <laughs> No, it's and, and I'm 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 telling you, you're gonna wake up. You're gonna be old like me. It's okay. It happens. Um, and and you kind of look back. And you're like, yeah, okay. Now I I kind of see where all of this fits in and why why that all helped me um, be as good as I can be in my role. So one day when you're arguing a case in front of the Supreme Court, I want you to think back in your conversation with me. Hopefully, it's not against me. Um, and be like, oh, philosophy. Yeah, I get it now. I totally get it. <laughs> Here are the stats. Yeah, I'm just a perfectionist, and I just wanted it to go like as perfect as possible, and it just didn't. That's, <laughs> you know? That's... All right, Carol Baskin. I hope everything is well on your end. Uh, welcome back to work. I'm glad you're joining the working force again. And mm. it'll... Yeah, <laughs> it's all right. It's good. And uh, I hopefully get to see you very soon, too, as well. All right? Wash your hands. You wash your hands. All right. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon.
Cool. Okay. Just gotta stretch out. Please put that. Please put that in. <laughs> Keep that in. All right, I will. <laughs>